Well, hello and welcome back to the latest edition of Virtual Team Dynamics, the All Fire podcast and the ongoing series of episodes, short episodes, looking at how things, some of the findings from uh, from virtual teams can transfer into into the situation that many, many, many of us are finding ourselves in now, which is all working from home. So in today's episode, I want to talk about boundaries and uh, and a few few different boundaries, a few different perspectives on different kinds of boundaries. But before I get into that, really, boundaries is uh, is sort of an aspect, if you like, or maybe not so much of an aspect, but we've all grown up, we start our lives in, in, in communal environments. We work, we go to school, we work, we're there with, with other students, we go to college, we go to university, we go to training centres, we go wherever we go, there are other people around us pretty much all of the time. Then all of a sudden, that's not the case anymore. You know, you we've we've gone so so many of us have gone from being in a in that co-working in that environment where we're where we're working with colleagues. We see people around us all the time that we're working with and that are part of our day-to-day working lives. Um, when that's taken away, there are things we do naturally. There are things we do to compensate for it, and there are some things that we do maybe that we shouldn't be doing to compensate for it. So I'm just going to talk through a few little different bits and pieces in that boundaries different sense. And I'll, so I'll start off with probably one, one of the fairly obvious ones. Um, and that's really just how you prepare yourself for work when you are working from home. Um, now, there are, I guess, a number of different schools of thought on this. For some people, it will be you roll out of bed, you wear whatever you're wearing, you wander along to wherever it is you're going to work, which may well be in your bedroom still dress the same. Um, before you know it, it's time to finish work. You're still wearing your pyjamas. Really probably not a particularly good psychological way to, uh, to to try and manage that boundary between work and non-work. If you're wearing the same clothes, if you're, if you're in... If you're in the same space, there's not much you can do about it. But if you're wearing the same clothes all the time, it really isn't. Uh, it's not going to help you from that emotional and psychological sense of, of separating the two apart. Now, I'm not necessarily suggesting here you dress as though you were going into a city office, as though you were going into a law firm or something like that. But, but at least, um, you know, at least at least change into something which is more. Uh, more more work-esque, if you like. Uh, it'll feel a little bit more like you're actually attending work, like you're actually doing work. Even if you're not going on to videos, video conferences during the day, it still will help. It'll help with that mental shift, that mental boundary between work and non-work. So that's the first one. Second one it would be, and wherever possible, and recognising that not everyone is able to do this, would be try and establish somewhere in your home that is your workplace and leave it as your workplace. It may be a table, it may be a desk, it may be a corner of the living room, it may be one end of the kitchen bench. Whatever it is, try and set it up as your workplace. There's a couple of reasons for that. Firstly, once you're there, you know, many, many, many of us are fundamentally we're nesters. We like to have our little things around us. We like to have our comfortable environment. We like to feel that we know where everything is. So that's part of it. The other part, of course, is that when you take a break, 
if you're not quite sure where, you know, if you, if you work on the couch and then you work in the kitchen, then you work somewhere else and you go and work in the back garden, if you have a garden or you work on the balcony or you work in your bedroom or wherever, if you keep moving around to do your work, it can become very hard to psychologically to say, well, where is work and where is not work? Um, so having that, having that boundary, having that line between one and the other will help a little in terms of when you take a break, you can walk away from one end of the kitchen bench to the other end of the kitchen bench, turn around and, and go to the go to the refrigerator or go to the go and sit in the lounge room and watch some TV or whatever. If if you feel like you moved yourself away from your place of work to take your lunch, have a, have a coffee break or whatever, it will help in that separation. It'll help you focus and it'll help it'll help maintain a balance in there. The third one would be around, um, really around finding some balance between when you do your work and when you don't do your work. Now, I've talked in a number of previous episodes on this. Um, my personal view would be that wherever possible in, a, in the work from home situation that we're in now, most workers should be afforded some extra flexibility around when they work and when they don't work as long as they complete the work that's required of them. Uh, and that may mean that, that that may spread out over a slightly longer period. It may be that you may need to take a week of your uh, working time and spend a large proportion of your time during that week helping someone in your family or helping a child or whatever. Um, maybe you've got kids who are who are suddenly being homeschooled and you need to you need to get into a rhythm and need to get into ways to support them while they're going through that. Uh, then the following week you may be able to make up whatever time whatever work you were unable to do in the previous week by working some additional hours. So Understanding that work-life balance um, and the work-life boundaries as well is is very very important. I think I think to try to try to rigidly maintain a fixed number of hours on a week-on-week basis when we've got the situation that we have now with people struggling to understand how they're going to work, where they're going to work working out when and how they can go and get groceries, how they can look after aging relatives or children or, or partners or whatever, is to expect them to do that and to work a regular working week is 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 asking too much of many people and it's putting too much stress and strain on them. There should be there needs to be, to my mind, some flexibility around the boundaries between the work and the and the and the life, if you like, that uh, you can't have one without the other. Uh, but you need to maintain a sensible margin between the two and a sensible agreement across them. So as long as as long as you're not letting down your colleagues and not letting down your organisation, there should be there should be a lot of flexibility in that space, in my opinion. And then the fourth one, which really is a boundary boundary, is to to understand and to draw some lines and maybe set yourself some plans around just how many meetings you're going to have, how many meetings you're going to initiate and how many meetings that others initiate you're going to join in on. I can't speak for anyone else, but for myself, what I've experienced this last few weeks has been an enormous surge in the numbers of meetings that I'm being invited to. And these meetings tend to be video meetings. They tend to be booked electronically. So they tend to be booked for an hour or half an hour or an hour and a half or two hours. After a while, you look at your calendar, you suddenly realise you've actually not got any time left to do any tasks. You've not got any time left in the day 
where you can really focus on a task for a meaningful piece of time and and deliver anything because you're just bouncing from one meeting to another meeting to another meeting. Now, I think in the short term, when we were all beginning to move to working from home, it made sense that a lot of people were were trying to establish those uh, relationships, trying to establish ways and how they were going to work and trying to a certain extent to compensate for that sudden loss of human contact. Um, as the weeks progress, though, we need to move from that back toward something which is more manageable and which allows us to get some more balance and some more life back into our lives so we're not just constantly moving from a Zoom meeting to a Teams meeting to a WebEx meeting back to another Zoom meeting, have have a quick lunch for 20 minutes and then rinse and repeat and keep going with it. We need to find a way where we can get that balance back in and a lot of that then comes down to just setting some boundaries. It may be, you may get invited to a lot of meetings, you might think, well, I don't really need to be at them. If you don't need to be there, then maybe you don't need to be there. And if and if you can avoid going to some of these meetings without compromising your work output, without compromising your work relationships, then I would suggest that try not to attend every single meeting that, that you get invited to. Try and make sure you have some free time booked somewhere in your calendars so that you can actually do the things that you're supposed to be doing as well as talking about the things that you're supposed to be doing. Um, and just have some conversations with your colleagues, see if all of those meetings are really necessary. And if they are, do they need to be as long as they are? Are there better times of day when you could have them? So hopefully these few little ideas have been helpful. Um, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting any feedback from anybody that may have any thoughts or suggestions for things that I haven't talked about that they might be interested in getting some views on. I hope everyone is taking care of themselves and... Uh, and hanging in there during these very strange times. And I look forward to speaking to you in future episodes. Thank you and goodbye. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly. And for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you.